Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. If you've listened to the past two episodes before this one, we did some decluttering around your space. So physical decluttering, and then we did an emotional decluttering. So today is the last one in our decluttering series, and it's on time and energy decluttering. And I can promise you, if you go through these three podcasts and you do some of those exercises that I talked about, you're going to feel so much better. So just like if your space is all cluttered, you're not going to feel good. You're going to feel low energy. So today it's time and energy decluttering. So I want you to ask yourself who or what in your life is taking up space, (laughs) both energetic and time-wise, that um, the space could be better spent a different way. And this is hard for a lot of people because the people that are taking up space are there for a reason. And a lot of times it is because you don't want to hurt their feelings or it would be awkward to tell them you don't want to hang out with them anymore or it's your boss and there's nothing you can do about it or so it seems. But we're going to talk about what you can do. Um, And what does this have to do with burnout? Well, how much time do you spend at work? I mean, really, you spend at least 40 hours a week at work, but the amount of energy your job is taking up might be more like 100 hours. Um, And if your fuel tank is depleted, you've got to figure out where the leaks are happening. And you have to figure out what is going to fill you up. So I told y'all about my aha after our office manager did strength finders for everybody in the office. This has been about two years ago. And I looked at my strengths and I was not using most of them or I didn't feel like I was using most of them. And my first thought was, well, crap, I need to quit my job because, I mean, what am I going to do? I spend like a third of my life at work and I'm not using my strengths. And, you know, you just kind of spiral downward when you go down that line of thinking. Um, But it was what it was. It wasn't anybody's fault. If anything, it was me not utilizing my strengths. And I was relying on work to sort of complete me. Um, I was using all my time and energy at work but I wasn't filling my tank back up. 
So there's a paradoxical effect here because what we initially think is that it's going to cost us more time and energy if we add something to our life that might utilize our strengths. For example, um, one of mine is learning. And I thought, okay, well, if I take a class or, you know, try to learn some new skill, I don't have the energy for that. But the paradoxical effect is that it opens up more space and it gives us back some of that energy we lost. So if we use the metaphor of the fuel tank, you get back some more fuel in your tank when you add these things back in. But before we even do that, the first thing I want you to do is you're going to have to do sort of this audit on your time and your energy. I had a client who worked at a big university, and one of the things she loves is crafting. Um, She was burned out. She was like, I can't squeeze one more thing onto my plate. But one day when we talked, she told me about a painting studio near her apartment. And she saw that they offered a class, and she was like, I mean, maybe it really excited me. Maybe I could sign up for it. So she did, despite her reservations, and she reported back the next time we talked that Sundays had changed. Like she no longer lay around in her pajamas all day binge eating. Instead, she felt energized. She began to go for walks on Sunday mornings. Sunday nights were completely different because she'd filled up her tank a little bit. She still didn't love her job, but she didn't dread Mondays like she did in the past. Um, She said like the painting class, she noticed she was humming like on her way home from work. I mean, on her way home from the class. And just think about like that. That can totally change your week when you have something like that that you're looking forward to that lights you up in a different way. So one of the first exercises I give my clients, um, if they aren't able to identify what they do want and what they don't like about their life, I have them start noticing. Just notice when during your day you feel lit up or filled up or fueled up, however you want to think about it. And when during your day do you feel the most drained? So we only have a finite amount of energy in each day and we only have 24 hours in each day. So if you don't take agency over your time or your energy, you're essentially giving it away. And then we blame people. We blame people at the end of the day or the end of the work week when we're exhausted. I know I've done this. Last night, I blamed my husband. Um, I'll tell you about that in a second. But I've also blamed my employer before. Like, God, they worked me so hard. So people blame their jobs, their careers, their spouses, their kids. Um, I mean, kids take up a lot of time and energy. But... Who gets to decide who is in charge of you? And then you might say, well, uh, that's not true because I don't really have a choice. I can't abandon my kids. I can't abandon my elderly parents and I have to pay the bills or I'll get kicked out and then we'll be homeless. But you do have a choice in your energy around these things. So what sort of energy are you bringing to the situation? And that goes back to the podcast last week about emotional decluttering. Your attitude is your choice. It really is. Um, And if you have trouble seeing that, it may be worth doing some work around that. Um, And this, this plays into your energy, of course. 
imagine you spend three hours in traffic and you are just sitting there it's hot you have to pee you're just sitting there hour after hour and your cell phone has died you have nothing to do how are you going to feel when you get out of your car I mean, you're probably going to be frustrated and angry and physically uncomfortable this happened in Atlanta. Do y'all remember that snowstorm that caught everybody by surprise? And it was like right at rush hour and people spent more than three hours. They just aren't equipped to handle snow. And um, people spent like five, seven hours sitting in their car. Okay, so imagine another time. Imagine you're in love and maybe you could spend hours with that person. Like you're getting to know them. You feel fulfilled, you feel excited, you feel passionate, and maybe you even spend three hours texting or on the phone with this person. And when you finally get off the phone, how are you going to feel? I mean, chances are your attitude and your energy are going to be totally different than when you were, if you were stuck in the car for three hours. So same amount of time, but different energy, right? Okay, so that's why this decluttering is not just about time. So you can't just do a time audit. I did this um, with a mastermind group where we documented how we were spending our time and it was very revealing. Like one of the girls said, oh my gosh, like I did not realize how much time I spend, you know, I go to the gym and I stand around and I chat and I might get a smoothie afterwards and then I you know, have to take a shower and then I have Bible study and then I stand around and chat after that. And so all of these things were taking up big chunks of time that she was not spending on her work. And so it can be helpful to do a time audit, but I also want you to know how much energy each thing is costing you. Um, okay, so back to last night when I got mad at my husband. Um, luckily, I don't think he listens to this but I think he could tell I was irritated too. So last night I was just done. I was just felt like my tank was on empty. I'd been going nonstop since 4.30 in the morning because what time my eyes pop open. Um, I did give myself like the whole day. I had 30 minutes where I sat on the front steps and threw the ball for the dog. But even that, I felt a tad bit resentful that, God, I have to play with my daughter's dog. Where is she in all this? And this slobbers everywhere. You know, like I was not necessarily enjoying it. Um, so otherwise, all my time yesterday was accounted for. And I also felt like I didn't have anything to show for it. So that was my attitude. That was sort of the energy that I brought to it. My husband was upstairs. He'd been at work all day and he wanted to watch Suits, a show on Netflix. So I came upstairs and I was grumpy because the kitchen still hadn't been cleaned. I still needed to handle all the kid, you know, sign this paper and I need money for this and still had to walk the dog and notice I used the word had. Technically, I didn't have to. I was choosing to. I also wanted to go to a PTA meeting and then there was a call at 8 p.m. with an author um, that I really wanted to listen to what she had to say. So I finally collapsed into bed and... I was thinking, I guess I was thinking about this, like, oh my gosh, my to-do list. Like I didn't even make it through my to-do list and I have nothing to show for it. So these thoughts are circulating in my head and I had the weirdest dream where I saw a message written in my dream. I don't know what it was written on, but it said, 
being, like B-E-I-N-G, being, not doing. Being is what matters, not doing. And so my husband actually had the right idea. He was being. He wasn't concerned with doing like I was. And this made me think about, if you've ever been to Sunday school, you've probably heard of Martha and Mary in the Bible. And they were two sisters. Martha was the worker bee. She was just do, do, do. She was like cleaning and cooking because Jesus was visiting. And Mary was the one being there. She was very present. And Martha got kind of scolded because she was not fully present. Instead, she was more concerned with her to-do list like I was. So anyway, I think that was sort of the gist of my dream. And that's your Bible lesson for today. Um, Focus. When you focus on doing, you may be using your time wisely. Like I didn't waste any time yesterday, but I sure did waste some energy. And today I did better. I paid pretty close attention to how much time I was spending on everything. Um, And I also noticed my energy. So my son said, will you take me to school? And he can ride his bike. But I decided, you know, we really don't spend a whole lot of time together these days. So I decided to drive him to school. And I noticed how much time it took. It actually took more time than I thought to get through that traffic and drop him off. But the energy, I felt more energized. I felt closer to him. Um, I felt like I'd done something that mattered. So the the point of that is the time and the energy don't always match up. So you have to really pay attention to both. There's a really cool book called Untethered Soul, and it's by Michael Singer. And in that book, he talks about death, like he personifies death. And he says, um, You know, one day death comes and says, come on, it's time to go. And the person says, what? No, I'm not ready. And death says, I'm sorry, it's time to go. And the person says, I need more time. And death says, I I gave you 52 weeks already in the last year. Like how much more time do you think you need? And that's just to illustrate the point that we have such a limited time here on earth and we have such a limited amount of energy in every single day i really do like the metaphor of the tank and you know certain things drain you more than others Um, when i make small talk for hours it drains me i feel so so brain dead so depleted Um, but if i have a day where I see a lot of patients I've known for years and, you know, we have these meaningful conversations about what matters to them, what, what do they long for, what's really going on. Then I feel fulfilled. I've spent the same amount of time, but I feel so much better. Um, But many of us, we may know what we do that takes a lot of time and energy, but we don't change it. And this is like when you are hiking and you realize maybe I am going down the wrong trail. But a part of you is like, yeah, but if I turn around, all this is for naught. Like I've wasted all this time. And so we don't turn around. We don't stop. Instead, we just kind of hope it'll work out. We think, well, maybe this trail will eventually lead into the other trail. And our brains want us to be right. I mean, that's an evolutionary thing where we want to be right. 
And it's so much easier to just stay on the path we're on than to assess it, audit your time and energy and think, okay, I don't necessarily like how my life is going. I want to make some changes because then you have to figure out what those changes are. But this is a decluttering episode. So the first thing is just to notice, start doing this every single day. Notice what fills you up. Notice what drains you. You will see patterns. My husband and I had no idea that uh, laundry uh, fills me up might be a stretch, but I do find it calming to do laundry. I do not find it calming to clean the kitchen. So that's also why I was grumpy last night. That drains me. He finds it relaxing to have the kitchen all tidy and put everything away. And he'll even organize the freaking refrigerator. I am not kidding. Like that is how he calms down. So it took me doing that exercise to realize like, okay, here is something I do not enjoy. And what can I do about it? So part of your noticing is going to be maybe writing it down. So how are you spending your time? Like do this over the next two days, just write down like where are you spending big chunks of your time? And you might be spending half your life driving your kids around and you could instead have them ride their bike or pay somebody to do it or have them ride the bus. Um, With the energy thing, you may find that certain things are no longer quote unquote worth it. So for the um, time and energy, you, you're going to write that down. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. We did this in a mastermind that I was in, and one of the girls was funny. She said, oh, my gosh, I waste so much time. And so for her, she had been oblivious to how much time she stood around and talked before, the, before she worked out, after her class, her gym class, Um, Before her Bible study, after her Bible study, she talked on the phone for like an hour a day, um, just, you know, chit-chatty. And so for some of us, that's going to be very eye-opening. For other people, it's going to be the energy part of it. For me, I notice that when I exercise, it gives me more fuel in my tank. I know that's not the case for everybody, but it really does fill me up. Um... So where are you exerting the most energy and is it energy well spent? Now, this will vary from person to person. So you have to figure out what fills you up. I've told y'all before, my son is an introvert and he says that his like social battery will be depleted when he's around a lot of people. Um, For me, I spend a tremendous amount of time attempting to help others. (laughs) They don't always want my help, but I still do it. And I'll give you an example. Today... No, this was yesterday. A friend was telling me about a very specific parenting issue she's struggling with. And I think she probably just wanted me to listen. And I did, but I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I'm Googling books that could help her. I am searching through parenting websites. I am like spending 30 to 45 minutes on a project that she doesn't even want me to do. And so when I audit my energy, I realize, okay, that did not fill me up because I wasn't actually helping somebody who wanted help and I spent time on it. All right. The other thing you need to focus on is who, who is draining your time and energy and who seems to infuse you with more energy. 
because we do carry energetic vibrations. I do believe that. If you've been around a toxic person or a super negative person, you're going to feel that. Like you can feel it in your body. Um, likewise, if there's somebody who sort of functions at a higher vibration, you can feel that. There's a lady who helped with my yoga teacher training. Her name's Patty. And I just loved being around her. She moved out of the area, but I would always feel so much better after being around her. Um, I interviewed her for one of my podcasts, so I will see if I can figure out what number that was. Um, I have two friends who live in town, and we'll sometimes go for a walk or go for a coffee, and I feel better after I'm around them. In fact, I don't think that the time that I've spent with them counts. Like it, it's, it doesn't count because I don't feel like I've wasted it or even used it up. I feel like I get more time and more energy afterwards. It's completely different than when I spend an hour in the waiting room at the dentist or the orthodontist. Um, one of my clients was telling me about a boss she had who was super needy and paranoid and my client's kind of a people pleaser. And so she felt like it was her job to make her boss feel okay and to reassure her over and over. I, I do like working here, even when she stopped liking it. Um, and she, she, my client just couldn't handle the discomfort of being honest. So she spent a huge amount of energy being out of alignment with her truth. Um, and she didn't spend any extra time on this. I mean, she wasn't at work extra hours, but it took a toll on her energy. And when she finally left that job, she was able to see like, oh my gosh, this opened up so much more energy. Um, so yeah, you got to start noticing the people that fill you up and the people that drain you. So alignment, let's talk about alignment. Alignment means like something matches up. So if you have a misalignment in your life, it's really going to affect your energy. And how do you know if there's a misalignment? Well, you feel it in your body. I mean, you can definitely see it in hindsight, but you feel it in your body as dis-ease or like a bona fide physical manifestation like headaches or your neck feels out of whack. You're always like walking around with a kink in your neck. Or maybe it's distraction, you know, like uh, you get in fender benders and you trip a lot. <laughs> um, if you're a fake it till you make it kind of person, know that there is a cost. If you are dating somebody and you're out of alignment, you're going to know it. But, you know, why are you still with this person? So what do you do if you realize you are using too much time or too much energy on people or things that you don't want to, what do you do about it? Well, just like those other two decluttering episodes, you've got to take turtle steps. So turtle steps are the easiest possible, most ridiculously simple steps you could take. And this is how you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. So if you're co-worker is super toxic and every time you're around her you feel completely drained you've got to find a way to refill your bucket during lunchtime when you're not around her or you've got to find a way to slowly minimize contact or you've got to put in your headphones and act like you're working so that she doesn't talk to you 
I mean, you got to get creative. You've got to problem solve and you've got to, um, you got to get really honest and put up some boundaries too. And that's hard for a lot of us, especially if you are a people pleaser. Um, there's also a tool called the body compass tool. And this is neat because you take your body everywhere you go. So you always have this tool with you. And basically you check in with your body for the answer about whether or not you're in alignment. So you're thinking about going on a trip with your somewhat friend to another country. She's invited you to Costa Rica, let's say. And you're like, eh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe I want to go. Maybe I don't. Something tells me maybe I shouldn't go. Okay, so you got to listen to that because that is your body. So I'll link um, a video of me explaining this tool. Martha Beck came up with this, but I'll link it in the show notes because this is really good for those of you who are like, I just don't know. That's not true. You do know. You just don't want to admit it. <laughs> Am I right? Yes, I'm right because I've been there. And I was talking to a, a lady today who said, I knew I shouldn't go. She was talking about meeting up with somebody and she said, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't go and I did it anyway. And then a series of things happened. And um, she said, in hindsight, my body was trying to warn me. So when you tell the truth, your body is going to breathe a sigh of relief and you're going to feel more in alignment. It's going to open up more of that space, more energy, and more time, honestly. And so if you're in the stage where you're feeling burned out, but you're like, I don't know what to do. I mean, chances are somewhere in your body, you sort of do know what to do. But by doing this um, energy and time audit, I think it's going to make it more apparent. And you'll have a harder time arguing with that. But I want you to reach out if you have questions or if you do some of these exercises and you have one of those like sort of aha moments, reach out and tell me about it. My email is hope.cook at gmail.com and my Instagram is coachhopecook. All right, I'll catch y'all next week. Thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one -on -one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and, and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.